Blog Talk Radio. All right, race fans. How y'all doing? It is uh, not Tuesday night. We are not uh, on our regular scheduled episode. We are at our end of the year episode. I'll... We'll be waiting a few minutes as my uh, co-hosts join me. Go ahead and get the radio playing there, and we'll wait just a minute. Ryan Blaine is your champion. This week at Phoenix International Speedway Can't wait to bring uh, our co-host on So we can talk about it Of course it is an open mic night We're liable to have anybody and everybody uh, From the 110 Nation Race Chat Live To success So on and so forth Maybe the whole crew will be here In just a few minutes Let's see, we got somebody Second thing's not going to lie I don't know man I I, I don't know We just crowned Ryan Blaney As a NASCAR Champion Are you a thought I mean I, I just for a guy who was absolutely dismal all year long, I, I literally did. at Talladega said this guy that's has a, got to find to become a superstar. A I wouldn't say abysmal. I would, I would, if, I would say if it was like last year, winless and win the championship, I would say that's abysmal. But I mean, Blaney has won what? Three races this season. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't call that abysmal, really. Yeah. I think it stinks. I think it stinks that we have a champion with hardly any top five finishes. I, I'm just. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a change, and if this doesn't uh, bring that change in, Taz, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, it, it's it's very similar to how uh, we discussed the dirt track world felt uh, with Ricky Thornton Jr. not winning the championship based off of one one race. You know, William Byron 
had the better year all season long. He was the better champion. He was the better um, candidate for the job. On any other point structure, I believe, without a doubt, William Byron would be your champion. It just sucks. I was going to say, I have to look at the, I have to look how the old Winston points format was looking like because um, I know Christopher Bell was leading the old Winston format, but I'm sure this uh, DNS kind okay. of killed any chances of it. Yeah, I mean, he probably lost the championship. Uh, you know, in that form, he would have he would have lost the championship with the brake failure. Which is an interesting subject in itself, right? Uh, we've not seen uh, typically any of these Toyotas have brake issues uh, throughout the year. Uh, what what brought this on? Uh, a freak deal, I guess. It's the championship weekend, and that's just what happens. Um, but uh, somebody somebody left a screw loose or something, you know? Um, who was looking strong early? You know, it cost him a chance at the championship. Here's Miss Lee. I'm here. All right. Yep. Well, I mean, we were just discussing Ryan Blaney, your champion. So, All right. I wanted to. Right. Um, Christopher Bell heading to this race was the points leader in the old Winston Cup standings. Hamlin was second by 67. Byron third with 68. Chris Busher in fourth with 96. Those were the only four um, who had a chance at it. And it. Probably would have been Byron, but it would have been said and done if final points haven't been tallied yet. Right, right, right. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's how we crown our champions uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, we, we had two other series that got crowned champions. A crazy wreck fest of a race uh, on Friday night. I've seen a lot of drivers uh, upset with the quality of racing. On Friday night, I mean, I figure on on the truck series side, they don't really give a shit if you're racing for a championship, and why should they? I, I felt like that should be the attitude this week, and uh, or, or for the Cup race. So um, you know, I, I feel like we kind of uh, held that uh, true. Ross Chastain is the winner of tonight's race. Ryan Blaney with a commanding lead. <clears throat> right, right. He just he whacked everybody's tail, right? And uh kudos to Ross Chastain. He'll uh go down as, you know, one of the few drivers that uh have won a race uh for the uh you know in place of the champion. Thing it had not been done since twenty thirteen, so um we'll wait till twenty thirty three to see if that happens again. And another thing that kind of blows too is William Byers. We have to wait another year for a 24 championship. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think the driver all year long with the most um, consistent season, you know, the breakout year, definitely, for sure, for William Byron. Um, he'll regroup, I believe, you know, and uh, – um, He's stronger next year. Top caliber teammate, Kyle Larson, who almost did it again, you know. Um, what do you think, guys, about the uh, about the hard racing each other, like midway through the race and all? It's a lot of hard racing. Like, uh, I, I really thought somebody was going to get dumped there. I thought I mean, for sure after that, after yeah. that last question, I thought for sure Blaney was going to take himself and either – Larson or Byron out, and boom, that would be it. Right. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, that, uh, yeah during that during that race, you know, it came down with that pit stop with about what, what was it like thirty laps to go or something. And I go right here's the money pit stop, and I guess Blaney's team did it all, and Larson said in his post race interview, his team did what they could. And just Blaney's team just capitalized better on their situation. I mean, literally, Larson and Cliff Daniels had this thing. You thought it was not in the bag, and then in that money pit stop, it looked like they did, but Ryan Blaney just capitalized. And, and uh, Larson really, really fell off there at the at the very end. There was like, he was like three seconds behind 
It was like it, it was like he just realized, well, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, maybe he cooked his tires. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of that hard racing earlier uh, might have uh, might have over overworn the tires. Um, you know, he, like I said, here, here's Ryan Blaney. He's he's a NASCAR Cup champion. Um, this is our champion. Like, right? I mean, it's kind of like the president. Uh, look who's in. Look who's in uh, victory lane over there. Brad Keselowski stuck has stuck his head. Uh, over there with the uh, with the Penske boys. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine how Brad Keselowski feels right now, right? Um, the teammate to Joey Logano, of course. You know, Brian Blaney. Of course, if it wasn't for Keselowski, uh, you know, Penske won his very first NASCAR Cup championship uh, with Brad Keselowski at the wheel. So it's only fitting to to see him coming over and congratulating his old guys. So this, um, so I have a question for I have a question for both of you guys, and I want, I want to hear both of you guys' answer. Had Brad, do you think Brad leaving um, Penske, as we've talked about through the season, you know, with Chase Elliott, you know, being injured, and William Byron got to break out some this year and not be under somebody's shadow. Um, do you think maybe Brad leaving Penske would have had any impact over on the team to maybe help propel, say, Logano a little bit more in the seniority and maybe get Brian Blaney um, more of a spotlight? Yeah, I, I do wonder if a phone call was made from one Ford camp to the other. But, you know, as as – Roush was treated like a redheaded stepchild when things went south for them. I don't know if anybody stepped in and tried to make it better for Roush as as they were stumbling over themselves. Um, <clears throat> there again, Penske's probably had a big deal with the way Brad Keselowski's running his company, and uh, who knows? Maybe that phone call was made to say, "Hey, here here's a little bit of uh, a little bit of what we've learned about the race car." Um, it looked like <clears throat> over the last uh, several races that Ford had really dialed in on something. And, and of course, uh, I would like to see <clears throat> Rod Blaney's uh, uh, points over the last three or three races. Uh, I believe uh, he's probably the most consistent driver in the last three races. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh. You know, it's a big one for the captain, too, right? This is his third driver to win a championship uh, in the Cup Series, Ryan Blaney, you know, um, a, a young driver that he took an investment into, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, Ryan Blaney set his first – the first uh, team that Ryan Blaney ever signed with was Tommy Baldwin Racing. But it wasn't long after he signed with Tommy Baldwin Racing uh, of course, there was a connection there with Dale Blaney, his father, racing for Tommy Bowen. Um, but it wasn't long, and then Brad Keselowski come along and signed him and Tyler Reddick to the trucks. And that's kind of what catapulted uh, Ryan Blaney's career. You know, of course, he went to Wood Brothers for a couple of years until the seat was ready uh, over at Penske. And, uh, you know, you know um, the investments paid off, right? Another driver uh, given a seat. At Team Penske, who's turned around and manifested a championship. So I'm not sure if this is so much about Ryan Blaney's championship as it is Team Captain, right? This is this is Team Penske for the captain by the captain. And there's and there's Ross Chastain eating watermelon in the in, in Victor. He doesn't care that it's not his party. Yeah, and I just watched Joey Logano photobomb uh, Kevin Harvick's interview. That was pretty funny. But to get oh, okay. to your well, question, I'm watching Kevin Harvick now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a couple of minutes behind here, so Kevin Harvick's doing his interview. Just started, so I'll be waiting for the Joey Logano bomb. It was right at the and, beginning when uh, she was introducing Kevin. But anyhow, to get back to Taz's question. Um, I think that Brad leaving played more of a part in 
advancing, trying to advance Joey with him being the more senior guy on the team. But once Joey was out, that gave Penske the impetus to focus on Blaney. That's my take. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, Penske is like Alabama football, right? The next man up. Penske has the next driver that will replace. He's already got him in eye contact. He may not have him signed to a contract, but Roger Penske has his next move already decided, right? He knows who he's going to go after to fill the seat for Joey Logano. He's working on that right now, and he's proved that over time how he, you know, really invests into his drivers. We just found out this week that Jamie McMurray was contacted by Penske at the last minute to sign with him before he signed with Roush. He was contacted by Roger Penske to drive the two-car. Well, there was a connection there, and that was between Rusty Wallace. Jamie McMurray had leaned a lot on Rusty Wallace um, and had raced for Bruco uh, in his uh, – you know, Xfinity series, which at that time would have been the Bush series. Um, and so he made, um, uh, you know, a, a good impression with Rusty and stayed friends with him when he uh, come on to the Cup Series side. And with that, you know, he got to meet Roger Penske and, of course, the, his wife and told the stories of eating with uh, uh, with his wife, um, ham, you know, ham sandwiches. And uh, so, you know, Penske, he invests into his drivers. And so he invested that time into Jamie, obviously, right, with those sit-downs. So when the time comes to say, hey, I want you to come drive for me, it was at the last minute, right? But Jamie McMurray stayed the ship and signed with Roush uh, Racing instead. So if that doesn't tell you, like, what what it is to be a Penske driver and what it means to – basically, you know, you kind of think of, you know, Hendrick as the pinstripes, the Yankees, well – you know, I guess you kind of have to uh, kind of have to wonder if, if if Penske isn't kind of like the New England Patriots, just knows how to get it done at the right time. We can make that same argument for Hendrick. I mean, I understand. I know in that sense too. I know this is Penske and Blaney's championship, but um, with the success that Hendrick pretty much has, you can kind of put them as like New England Patriots if you want to go on that list. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, very much so. Um, the, the comparing is a well-disciplined uh, organization, and, and that's what you have with Hendrick and what you have with Team Penske. Um, you have well-disciplined organizations. Um, you know, that, that up until 10 years ago, uh, facial hair was frowned upon in both organizations. Um, I think that they allow it a little bit more than what they did. Of course, burnouts weren't allowed in the Penske organization. Um, there's, you know, uh, it's always been a, 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 a suit and tie affair, uh, when you're driving for the best of the best in the NASCAR cup series. So, you know, look, next man up, Ryan Blaney could get out of that. I'm not sure if Austin Sendrick, uh, can reign to a champion. There's been other drivers that have gone through Penske, of course, that haven't won championships, not in recent, uh, not in recent memory, I guess, um, other than maybe Sam Hornish, but Sam Hornish did a great job uh, in the Xfinity series. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Ford was in the dumps all year long. Here was, here they are. Now they're champions. Um, it, it, we can't forget about the season that they had. They got a new car coming out, so we'll see how that, how that tends and trends. Um, but uh, as for, you know, the, the question, Taz, I'm just not – all the resources of a $150 million or $150 million organization, you know, all the pieces can be pushed in on Ryan Blaney. Every resource, 250 engineers, you know, engine department, shock specialists, the best of the best come out of the woodwork and put it all together for Ryan Blaney's championship. We, we've, we zone in a lot on the driver. But we know as well as racers and in the racing community, you know, the money was there, right? Every every piece on that car was probably brand new, had been combed over two or three times. 
Um, the best of the best come out. They put forth a great product on the track, and now here they are, their champions. I think J.J. Yaley could have drove that car today and probably <laughs> probably been a cup champion if he was if he was given the right the, the chance to be in that car. Uh, I, honestly, that's that's how, honestly how I feel about it, Taz. I'm I'm not trying to see her not be a Ryan Blaney fan, but at the same time, man, I mean. We know who that driver was through you know, 20-something races this year. We give Chase Elliott such a hard time. Why? Because Chase Elliott's not a true superstar. He's a – Ryan Blaney's championship can most definitely be compared to the championship that Chase Elliott won a few years ago. Argue that. I don't think there's really I much no argument. And, but I just had to throw that question out there, you know. Um, again, I give hats off to Blaney and Team Penske, you know. This is two championships in a row for them. Um, I mean, you sit here and think, I mean, they said all broadcast long, Blaney's pretty much doing the work. It's just now his pit crew. And when, and I give the crew chief, for Blaney's team props for trying to keep Blaney, you know, calm and collected. Since Blaney's known to have, like, a short fuse, um, I give... Oh, you can see his frustration from his in-car uh, cameras. Oh, yeah. And, his, I mean, when his crew, you know, made the small gains, like, you know, okay, we gained one spot. Okay, we'll take it as we go. Or I, they basically saw it as, and, and after Blaney's frustration, they saw it as, Anything that's not lost in position, it's a gain. It's a win for us. We'll keep going with it. And it worked for him. Larson pretty much um, had the money stop it once again. But you can't take anything away from what Blaney and the crew did. Blaney pretty much ran through that field how many times all day long? And Willie B was – he was very polite, but you can see his frustration in his post-race interview. Especially having dominated the, you know, the first first stage. Yeah, what happened with William Byron? Talk about setting yourself up the first two stages. It looked like he was going to coast on to victory lane. And next thing you know, he can't. He's like the third finisher of the championship, right? He finishes uh, in that third spot for the year. Um, definitely, uh, the wheels fell off. Everything but the wheels fell off. That's for sure. Right. Speaking of falling off, you got the rotor exploding on Christopher Bell, and that's a tough way. That's a really tough way to go out. Um, yeah. When you, especially when you're racing for a championship. Yeah. Once again, you know all the resources of. of Joe Gibbs Racing, and it seems like every year, whether Joe has one car in it or four cars, um, it seems like every year there's something that goes crazy on one of these cars, right? The the one year they put the big uh, uh, the big sticker on the front of Denny Hamlin's car and made it overheat. This year it's the brake calibers that exploded. I can't I can't remember what it was last year. Of course, Denny Hamlin's never won a championship, so. Um, obviously, uh, he's been to quite a few uh, championship fours, but I believe that was that one year where Joe, Joe Gibbs had three cars in the final four. It was Truex, Hamlin, and Bush, and Bush wound up the champion because of problems from both Truex and Denny Hamlin. I believe Truex's issue was they, they put the left side tires on the right side and the right side tires on the left side. I don't know. Joe Gibbs Racing uh, might need to do uh, might need a better inspector, <laughs> supervisor. Now, supervisor. I know. I know we're talking about championship celebrations, or whatever. But does this can it be too early to think about um, how can Ryan Blaney follow this up next year, knowing that? For the longest time in his career, it's usually been one one win and done. Yeah. 
I mean, by no means do I think that Ryan Blaney has the capability of being a superstar in the NASCAR Cup Series. When we're talking superstar status, we're talking a Patrick Mahomes. We're talking a Jeff Gordon, a Jimmy Johnson, a Dale Earnhardt. Um, You know, we've crowned this most popular driver as, you know, um, the ambassador of the sport, the the international um, hero for NASCAR. But in reality... You know, it's Kyle Busch that has the stats, right? It's Kyle Busch that gets the boos and the cheers, and and whether you're uh, cheering for him or booing him, you're at least giving some kind of reaction, which means, you know, he is probably the most uh, well-known driver in the Cup Series, the most popular, whether it's good or bad. So what that leaves is you've got a driver who is aging out and who is no longer at the peak of his career. you got Kyle Larson, which a lot of people are, you know, there's a group, certain group that has been uh, brought into NASCAR's fans now that will not forgive Kyle Larson for what he did. And that's understandable, and that's that person's choice. Um, but it has been this kind of, you know, um, sides have been drawn uh, between him and, and, and other drivers that are participating in the Cup Series, Bubba Wallace gets the same flack, right? There'll be certain drivers, it doesn't matter how good Bubba Wallace is, he'll still get uh, flack from a certain group of race fans. So that's, you know, Kyle Larson can't be the uh, face of NASCAR. William Byron, on the other hand, has a baby face. He has the soft-spoken. You never see him mad. The cordial, you know, William Byron reminds me a lot of Jeff Gordon in his younger years. Uh, if you'll go back, you know, Jeff didn't really like to be – he didn't like to hear himself on camera because he talked as a little boy amongst men. But he was a hell of a race car driver. So, you know, you've got William Byron. You've got uh, Denny Hamlin, who's aging out. Truex, who's aging out. I'm not sure that either of those guys are the um, – the, the the ambassador of the sport, the leader of the pack. So here we are, you know, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, some of these younger guys that are getting their opportunity. One of them has to carry the sport. Who do you think that's going to be? I'll ask. Uh, I'll start with you, Ms. Lee. Well, if you go by the most popular driver vote, people think it's the face. Um, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, we've got a, a, a big crop of younger drivers. Um, I agree with your assessment of William Byron though. You know, he, he would be a, a, a good quote unquote ambassador for the, for the, uh, series. Um, but he's, I think, on the whole, though, fans like controversial drivers. So maybe it's Ross Chastain. I can see that. I love that idea. Look who took away. Who did not mind eating watermelon in Victory Lane today? Right. Who damn near wrecked the champion to get it? Ross yeah, Chastain, I, he, I, I, he didn't. He didn't give Ryan Blaney nothing. He didn't give him a. He didn't give him an inch. <laughs> Chastain, right. I've been blamed for a lot. I don't give a damn. I'm going to win this race. I've got to for my people. And he's and he does have he does have a pretty pretty good following, you know. If you look at it from. From like a you know a social media and and fan base perspective, blue collar. He has the eye of the blue collar, just as back in the day, Jeff Gordon had the eye of the pretty boy looked the hell of a race car driver. Ross Chastain, on the other hand, he's kind of the uh, I don't want to say Dale Earnhardt, but in the rough and tough scheme of things, he is the blue collar, right? He's the farmer. Like what other? Right. What other NASCAR driver do we think of as a farmer, right? I mean, Dale Earnhardt. I hate to compare Ross Chastain to Dale Earnhardt. I know it's done a lot, but um, 
in this instance. You know, you have your William Byron, you got your Ross Chastain. I, I like that, Ms. Lee. I like that Ross Chastain as the face of NASCAR, as the superstar of the sport. Um, you know, look, had he made his way in to the Final Four, we would be talking about Ross Chastain Cup champion, right? He is a couple of races off from from being the, the NASCAR Cup champion. I think that's what we're losing ground on right here, right? We only hit it just for a thing won this race. Had Ross Chastain made his way into the round of four, who would be the NASCAR Cup champion? And I would probably be more enthusiastic about that than I am Blaney being the champ. Wow. So true, Miss Lee. I love it when we bring the real. No offense to anybody. Everybody knows I am a Ford man. I love Ford. I can't stand Chevy. And people that, that, that run this damn sport of dirt track racing don't like me because I don't, I don't believe the bow tie is the best. I don't. But it just, it, when we're talking about a champion of the sport that I love so very much, I just don't feel like Ryan Blaney is that guy. I mean, he's kind yeah. of like, you know, it, it's one of those off years, you know, where, you know, I guess somewhere or another, New England didn't win a couple of Super Bowls. I think one year Seattle won a Super Bowl, and uh, um, New Orleans won a Super Bowl, right? Um, so, you know, but, but typically when you look at the, at the Super Bowl reel, you, you see, you know, New England, New England, New England. Oh, that year was New Orleans. Oh, okay. And, you know, go up a couple more. Oh, that year was Denver. Okay. Then a couple more. There's Seattle. But the rest of in between, it's been, it's, it's been New England. So, um, now it's Kansas City, right? So, it, you know, if you look at Formula One racing, Max Verstappen, he is the face of Formula One, Right. There is no other. Lewis Hamilton, he was the guy. He's the guy of yesteryear. The, the, the name that's carrying Formula One right now isn't Orlando Norris, isn't Fernando Alonso, isn't Lewis Hamilton, isn't George Michael, whatever his name is, um, George Russell. Uh, it, it, it's Max Verstappen. So we don't have that necessarily right now in NASCAR to stay on point. What's your take Wait, on we it, don't Kaz? Have, we don't have that in NASCAR. I, I, I mean, I feel like there's a num. I wouldn't say there's one face. I would, if, depending on how you look at it, if you're looking at like the dominant driver, you could look at, say, Kyle Larson. If you want to look at like the veteran, outspoken type of drivers, there's Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch. If you're looking at I mean, shoot, Ross Chastain, you can look at that, too. It, it, it all depends on how you look at it. Well, I mean, we're at the end of an era. I mean, we don't like have that. a Jimmy Johnson. We don't have a Jeff Gordon. We don't have a Dale Jr. We don't have – we no longer have a, a Kevin, Kevin Harvick. Harvick. Right. An end of an era. This is the new bunch. With Denny Hamlin, I mean Denny Hamlin's the one left, right? That he's 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 the next guy left. Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin were the only two old guys left. I would throw in Kyle Busch, even though Kyle Busch might have a couple more years than Hamlin, but I feel like Hamlin and Busch might be in the same wheelhouse. Actually, I think Hamlin may have. So when did Jason Leffler? I would have to go back and look at stats on that. They they have had a similar career path. Um, Hamlin was already at Joe Gibbs Racing when Kyle Busch comes to there. But as, as it was stay on point for sure. Um, you know the, the, these guys are aging out, right? We got a handful of drivers that are left. Those those seem to be the face of NASCAR right now. The the, the guys with the power punch. Um, we just lost another good one with Kevin Harvick. I would have loved to have seen Kevin Harvick lead the sport with a win. We're talking about a guy who's in the top ten in wins in this NASCAR Cup Series. Um, the presence of Kevin Harvick is going to be tr- truly missed. 
who's going to fill their shoes by George Jones? It, it, you know, here we are. It's the final. It's the final four. It's you know, it's not. It's not racing for a championship. It's it's racing for a new era uh, in NASCAR. When when these guys are gone, your your stewards of the series is going to be a Joey Logano or a Kyle Larson, right? How about that? Yeah, exactly. We still got Brad Keselowski, and you know, right? But. But even they are, they're not as, not as young as the new batch coming up. And so that's what I think that what you were trying to get at, Chris, was these guys that have been around, even, even though we know Larson and Logano and, and Keselowski still, you know, have plenty of years of racing left in them, but with what NASCAR is trying to do to build up the new fan base and everything is bringing in the younger drivers. And so, you know, who amongst the younger drivers is, is the one that could be, like you said, the face of the sport. Could that be a Ryan Blaney? I'm not sure. I really don't see that. I I just don't, I don't see that down the road. Um, will this keep him in a, in a Penske car for possibly a career? Maybe so. You know, I think that's the long-term implication, right? Uh, you know, uh, Penske will take care of his champions, um, you know, up to a point, I guess. He did let Brad Keselowski go, but I think that was kind of a mutual agreement. Um Right. You know, I don't know. As, as, as you know, I feel like Christopher Bell has the ability to be more than what he is right now. Um, can he lead yeah, the way? He, as, provided he gets quits getting treated as, as the redheaded stepchild over at JGR. Right. Yeah, that, that's an issue for sure. Um, I think that they're all worried that Bell, you know, you know a talented race car driver when you see one. Uh, Bell has all the talent needed. Is it Bell or Ty Gibbs going to be the new face of JGR when Hamlin and uh, when Hamlin and Truex step away? Well, but that's but that's what I'm saying. We all know Grandpa Joe is going to favor Ty, and so you know Christopher Bell is going to be relegated at best to second best on the team. Yeah. Hopefully not, because uh, that, that he he could possibly be the superstar that we need to carry the sport. Um, as I well, said, the interesting Lars- question, the interesting question regarding Bell with JGR, though, is when does his contract expire? Right. Yeah. And does Bell want to stay there, right? Uh, it kind of seems, kind of uh, feels like JGR is turning into RCR, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, all, yeah. Uh, so does does Bell want to stay there and, and compete with that? Obviously, I've always been high on Eric Jones. I've always felt like Eric Jones could be a superstar in the sport. <clears throat> could he carry the sport at the age that he's at now? I feel like he would kind of be like a Martin Truex Jr. There's already people who've decided on Eric Jones, and no matter how good he is later on, they'll they'll bring up the fact that he's had a non-existent career the first seven, eight, nine years of his of his career. Um, I'd still believe that he's a superstar. I still believe he has the capabilities to uh, carry the sport in that manner if given the right opportunity. And I hope that he does get that opportunity. I think that Toyota Racing Development uh, knew that they made a mess up when they let all these drivers go, and they didn't try to get the new drivers that they had they went for the drivers that were already gone and been gone for a little while. You know, they went after, um, uh, yeah, most importantly, I was thinking of Noah Gregson, of course, he's gotten kicked off the team since then. But uh, Eric Jones, Eric Jones, you know, wasn't given a fair shake at JGR. And uh, basically nope. never was really given an opportunity uh, to even race for JGR. He raced for TRD, but not JGR. So 
What was he in the twenty car for one year? Was Eric Jones in the twenty car for one year? Yeah, Eric Jones was in the Yeah, one, he did race for yeah, them Jones, one year. Yeah, Jones did the twenty car for for however long he was at GGR for. Yeah, he was also at uh he was also at the seventy seven team, he was Martin Truex Junior's teammate. Yeah, yeah, furniture. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's that it's that twenty car that's cursed. Yeah. Oh, I believe so, right, Tony, right? <laughs> we'll get him. Tony don't want anybody to to have uh, good luck with that number. That was his number. It should have always been his number. Right. We'll talk about Xfinity real quick. Um, you know, Cole Custer. Third time's a charm for him. Hey, how about a Ford weekend, man? Ben, no, was it Ben Rhodes who, who won on yeah. Ben Rhodes Didn't won he? Friday? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they stayed for it after Deegan left. So or Deegan came in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a Ford sweep. Wow. How about that one? I totally missed the Xfinity race. It was it was a really good race. It was I, I, I enjoy it. Come down to the last lap. Too. It did. Did you guys all check out the uh, the '08 car? It was all fan controlled stuff or whatever. I tried it for a bit, but I couldn't listen to Natalie Decker for any longer than I did. Oh no! No, I so, missed that. I didn't know she. Me, I didn't. What was going on? So, there? so let me break it down here. So. I guess there's a there's a business called Fan Control, and they have their own app or whatever. They've done um, two seasons of indoor football. Basically, fans elected the plays or whatever can draft their teams and whatnot, um, and so on and so forth. That and they try they want they rumored to have a basketball. Um, fan-controlled season, nothing came into fruition. They're still rumored to have a season three of football, but we'll see how that goes. So then they tried their hand in racing. So they tried their and hand in racing. And how did that work? And basically, um, fans got to vote at certain times if, when it came to pit stops, um, should they come in about five laps or seven laps, take two tires, four tires? There was a point where um, during pit stops, you can, should the, it'll say like the driver's side of the car is loose. Should they do an air pressure adjustment, a track bar adjustment, or a wedge adjustment? Um, that was pretty much about it. Like I said, I mean, during that time when they had that going, they had, um, the guy who runs fan controlled, um, a guy who was kind of helping on the racing side slash fan controlled side. And then they had Natalie Decker as like an inside scoop person. And like I said, I could only listen to her for so long before I just said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That'd be terrible. Uh, how did the car finish? Uh-oh. Um, oh shoot, I forgot. I'm looking it up quick. I can't get JP to work right now. I was, before we left, I was going to tell you how many days um, did Daytona 500. He finished, it was the 08 car. Oh, he got into an accident, finished 36, unfortunately. Oh, wow. How about Natalie Dager? Getting an accident. I was going to say, that sounds about like Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecker or Decker? Yeah, Decker or Wrecker. (laughs) 91 days. 91 days to the Daytona 500, y'all. No, no, I'm sorry. 91 days to the Bush Clash. All right. 91 days. Three months. We got three months. I'm coming back. No ball derby. Snowball Derby and Chili Bowl in between. Yes. Gateway oh Dirt Nationals, God. too, I believe. Gateway. Yes, yes, yes. Gateway Dirt Nationals. Make sure uh, your flow racing is paid up. That's right. Uh, the Ice Bowl. 
Uh, Talladega Short Tracks. Boy, that's going to be Turkey Bowl, too. Turkey yeah, bowl. don't forget the Turkey Bowl. Reminds me of the Toilet Bowl. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. It's an actual race, Ms. Lee. It is. It's an actual race. I believe it's raced in the wintertime. Let me look it up real quick. Toilet Bowl? Is, is that like a four-cylinder race or something? No. That's pretty hot. Toilet Bowl race. Oops. What, they actually put motors on toilets and race those? <laughs> no, they just... At the end of the year, they... Uh, they're fueled um, by poo. <laughs> no, they give away a, a toilet bowl as a as a trophy. So it's run in February. And I believe it's Clarksville Speedway. It's called the toilet well about this weekend, although the weather isn't what we would all like it to be. Hold on. Yeah, Clarksville Speedway for the toilet bowl. So that's uh, it's an actual race. Clarksville Speedway. <laughs> nah, that's a too fun. Yeah, I've been sitting on the throne. There we go. Hey, I found a good one. I'll share it to you guys. Uh, we got a minute as well. Uh, you know, everybody knows that I've worked with Mr. Donald Parker uh, since he. Became a track owner. I don't necessarily work for the Speedway anymore, but he continued to be a very close friend of mine. His mother passed away earlier today, Miss Doris. Miss um, Doris and Mr. J.D. is a big part of Hattiesburg Speedway. Most of the time, the very first people that you would meet when you walk in to the Speedway would be uh, Mr. J.D. and Miss Doris. Uh, they would greet you with a friendly smile and a hello. And anybody knows that Mr. J.D. knows that he don't ever meet a stranger. And uh, it's just a sad day for my fan, for my friends and family at Hattiesburg Speedway. A difficult time for a good friend of mine um, as he lost his mother. Um, so if y'all will, please keep them in your prayers and thoughts um, uh, during this uh, difficult time for the family. But um, so here we are. It's the end of the year. Uh what is it called in Seinfeld? The the air the air of grievance. Does anybody have any air grievance to to bring forth? Anybody still mad at somebody uh, for what they did during the first part of the year? Maybe a shout out to Craig Moore. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Hey, I mean, what, what, anybody just... anybody anybody got anything to say for Festivus? Um, (laughs) I don't have anything bad to say I do want to give props to our Race Chat Live NASCAR pool champion Anthony Hurd he had the Ryan Blaney pick across the line first Um, so he takes takes home the grand prize and, and let me throw in a stat for you here in the last nine races with the one point reset, Anthony scored the most points of everybody in the last nine races before today. Wow. There's our champion. How about that? You know, what an awesome first year, man. I think most of us ignored it last year as it was building up because, honestly, I couldn't even believe that we would get people to participate. <laughs> Much less have it structured in the in the sense that it is. Uh, I don't mind admitting when I doubted something. I am not the know-it-all that I think I am sometimes. Um, I feel honored to tell you how successful it was when, in the beginning, I was doubtful it would even get off the ground. Just and hats off, hats off to Taz for spearheading this. Fucking right, dude! Congratulations, man. 
not, not that we not that I want you to believe I doubted you. Well, I doubted it would work, and that's and that's well, great. That's awesome. I love I, mean, I love it when I'm wrong, and I want and I want it to be known. Like I thought it wouldn't. Not because I want you to be mad at me because I didn't think that you were. Uh, capable of doing something cool like that, but just because I didn't really figure people would even try to participate. And you did. You pulled it off. You envisioned it. You seen it. You saw through it. You made it happen, and bam. It was the coolest thing about the whole year. It really it, it created its own segment. I mean, it's beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Taz, for, for seeing through this and, 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 and making it what it is. Look I've, forward to it. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the kind words, but really, and didn't. I'm just the driving force that made it work. I guess like the motor engine in a car that makes it run. Jason pretty much presented the car and said, "This is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking of. This is what we're gonna. Um, this is how I would like it presented." And it was pretty much, you know, essentially take it this way. Uh, he presented the car. And I pretty much had to had to take this car and make it run. Um, again, the, uh, as much as credit as you guys want to give me, I think Jason deserves just as much just for even coming up with the idea. Um, him and I at the start before we brought it to the rest of the 110 crew, um, a lot of the driving force rules and how it was going to be structured. And plus, Jason, um, courtesy of the 110 Nation, uh, provide, was the provider of the prizes all this year. I mean, $25 went to the person leading the overall points one-third of the way through the regular season. Uh, another $25 went out during the All-Star race. And another $25 went out about two-thirds of the way through the regular season. $25 went out to each group winner. So there's two $25 prizes there at the end of regular season. And then um, I do believe the grand prize is, uh, is $110 for the champion. And that went out to Anthony Hurd tonight. Wow. Well, congratulations to Anthony. Got bars of money. Hey man, that's cool, man. Love it. All right, no, uh, no grievances to air. Uh, we had a solid season. The One Ten Nation put out seventy-seven podcasts this year. Seventy-seven shows. I think that is a record. Way to go! Each of y'all helped make that happen. Seventy-seven shows this year. And you probably know who did the most shows. We did. Because <laughs> we are the anchor that helps this show. That's right. It's the Race Chat Live, boys and girls. Thank you guys for your commitment all season long. We did all that last week. I don't want to waste people's time with it again this week. But... We do, do speaking of, uh, just to finish off the regular season, again, I mentioned the prizes earlier. Luke Rakowski did win the one-third prize earlier this year, and he won the all-star race um, prize. The two-thirds of the way through went to um, Brianna Hoover, and then the regular season group winners went to Mr. CJ and uh, Brianna as well. Brianna was the overall points getter throughout the regular season of everybody. And then, of course, Anthony winning the championship. Brianna came up one spot short in second place. Chris, you were right in the driver's seat in third um, of the championship. And then Mr. CJ uh, brings up the caboose of the championship port. And then our Group C winner... All he he didn't submit a pick this week, but the person that was behind him had enough gap to where he had enough of a points gap that basically he pretty much clinched it. Uh, Mr. Craig Moore got the Group C win for the consolation. 
Good job, Possum. Good job. But right. uh, there's one thing. There's one thing. Everyone for taking part of the NASCAR pool, and hopefully we can expand upon it next year. And uh, more than likely, the format will pretty much stay the same. Um, there'll be a couple of things maybe discussed during the off season, but I think for the most part, the structure everyone pretty much liked, and it was it went out well. So. And hopefully we'll get more fans engaged. Yeah. I'd like to see two groups next year. Well, we had two groups. <laughs> we we had enough for two groups this year and two groups uh, in the playoffs, too, pretty much. So. Well, let's say we we wrap this up, guys. I'm down. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I hope y'all enjoy your break. It's been some time. Yeah, it's been been a pleasure. Yeah. With those that you love, Miss Lee, um, you 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 do have family and all, correct? That you're going to be able to surround yourself with over the next couple of months, right? Yep, I'm heading that way. You just keep just us got back from there. Just got back from there. As a matter of fact, we had a huge bonfire last night and did some bonding and some grieving and some good times and so it's all good. Awesome. That's Taylor sitting us off. Alrighty, well, folks. Been one heck of a season. We're gonna send it off for 2023. We'll see you next time in 2024. Um, make sure you stay up to date on our Facebook pages, um, our YouTube channel, of course, our website. Um, if you want to listen along to some of our past episodes or clips from our past episodes, head on over to YouTube or head on over to our website. And check us out on all forms of podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, YouTube, Amazon Music. You name it, we're pretty much on it. Um, but once again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in all year long, being a part of the uh, NASCAR pool all season long. And with that being said, this has been the Caution Flag of Racing Radio, Chris Creighton. Miss Lee Reed, the 110 Nation Mama Bear. I'm Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Tess Taylor, saying goodnight. We'll see you on 2024 for the Bush Clash. Signing off. Y'all enjoy your everyone, holidays. Everyone have a happy holiday season, and we look forward to seeing you back here in 2024. Bye. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. See y'all next year. Oh, well, in the creek don't rise. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.